Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and happy, 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 happy Halloween! Yay! It has arrived! Yeah, it's so happy. It's one of my favorite holidays. It really, really is. Although now that I have a dog, I wasn't as, you know, I, my my decorations are okay. <laughs> I, the little kids won't be as afraid, which would be good, but That's they're okay. not scared, right. you know, because sometimes they get scared when they see the witches by my house. So did you, you know? dress up Charles? I, I'm only going to put a bandana on oh, him. Oh, that works. Yeah, so I'm going to put a little bandana mm-hmm. on him and then keep him on a leash because he's going to want to jump on every single little kid, and we get about 100 trick-or-treaters. If you can't, I just thought of it. Dress him up as like a cat. Oh, <laughs> like reverse that would be the role. so cute. <laughs> I didn't want to be mean, you know. I didn't, That's not being mean. What? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So on this beautiful day of Halloween, we mm-hmm. get to interview one of my favorite people and one of my favorite authors, um, lovely Dr. Judith Orloff, and she is releasing another wonderful book. It is Thriving as an Empath, a Daily Guide to Empower Sensitive People. Um, just beautiful, beautiful. And she's going to be here in a couple of weeks to do a book launch. Super excited. Celebrating with yeah. East West Bookshop. Um, so Judith Orloff, which I think the majority of our audience is very familiar with her, is a leading voice in the fields of medicine, psychiatry, intuitive development, an assistant clinical professor of psychology at UCLA, and best-selling author. Her books include, of course, The Impasse Survival Guide by Sounds True, Emotional Freedom by Harmony, Positive Energy, and Second Sight. Find more inspiration on Dr. Orloff's website, drjudithorloff.com. Welcome to the show, Dr. Orloff. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, it's lovely. to. And you're in Venice Beach, you know, Chilling out in the warm weather. It was like 29 degrees here yesterday morning. Oh, it was. It was really cold. Good to know. So, I'm coming up there. Yeah, bring your parka just uh, in yeah. case. You know, uh, it's much warmer today. but um, And it got to 60 degrees in the afternoon. But, it, of course, it got cold again. So now you've written this lovely book, Thriving as an Empath, A Daily Guide to Empower Sensitive People. So this is to help empathic people, as you write about um, in the back of the book, because empathic people are, you know, they know how to love humanity with zero effort. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's as easy as tying shoes for them, but loving themselves and providing daily self-care, that's a challenge for empathic people. Yes. Yes. And so this book is a guide. It has 365 days of inspiration and guidance so that people can perform that type of self-care, whatever's necessary for them, so that they can have a fulfilling, happy, wonderful life and receive love and happiness into their own life as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm a psychiatrist I'm an em- and uh, I'm an empath. Right. Yes. And I, I, so yes. I combine my traditional medical skills with being an empath, which is an, an emotional sponge who can take <laughs> in all the beauty of the world, but also all the pain. And so you want to learn self-care strategies, which mm-hmm. is what thriving as an empath is about. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. you can have self-care and feel confident that not much can get you, yeah. that you can you know, really take charge of your energy field and your energy and your attitudes and you're a good boundary setter. And you have a lot of tools behind you with this book. So it's, it's meant to empower empaths. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, one of the things, as an empath myself, that I've noticed over the years and something that I work at every day to have an awareness of is my own emotions because I'm yeah. so right inundated with everyone else, especially at, like yourself working as a professional, caring for people and teaching them and all the beautiful things that you do. Um, we easily can just not have a clue about what we're feeling. Absolutely. And um, empaths need to be in touch with their emotions. That's really important because not only to be in touch with ourselves, but also we tend to absorb the emotions of others. Right. So we have to know where is the emotion coming from. That's one of the, the days that I wrote about in Thriving. Whose emotion is this? Yeah, right. No, it's it's very, very true. I, I've worked very hard over the last 20 years to separate myself from others and to be, get clarity about, okay, is that mine? But still the most challenging act but if I do it, I have awareness of it, is to uh, know what I'm feeling throughout the day. Like, well, what am I feeling now? Okay, now what am I feeling? Now now what am I feeling? You know, it becomes um, kind of a trick-or-treat, you know, kind of Absolutely. experience. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a saying that I really love that I have in the book where the first thing you should know about me is that I'm not you. A lot more will be made easier after that. <laughs> right. That's a, a very... I, th- I think, conscious point to make. And I think so many people feel so comfortable with empathic people. Do you have an, an idea? I have an idea, but I'd love to hear your idea about how many people on the planet are empathic and how many people are not empathic. Well, I think there's a spectrum. There's people who have empathy, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful empathy where I feel what you're feeling. But that doesn't mean you absorb it. And then higher up on the spectrum as the empath, where I feel what you're feeling, and I feel it in my body, right. so so I absorb it. So that absorptive capacity differentiates ordinary empathy from being an empath. And I think you know the old stats were um, 20% were sent highly sensitive people, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, on my book tour, I'm seeing many more empaths, you know, opening up now, especially with all the stress in the world. Right, and they're the vo- just becoming more sensitive like they never were before and they don't know how to handle it right and the vibration has really increased on earth and so that allows for higher levels of of awareness because to be an empath isn't it is a is a form of awareness and consciousness children are coming in knowing things oh absolutely so i i love your percentages and i love how you talked about you can have the empathy but not necessarily be an empath i think that's an important clarification to to make because there is a yes, huge difference it's beautiful if you're not an empath you're a beautiful incredible person everyone listening to this i'm not saying one is better or worse than another it's just if you're an empath you have a whole set of challenges that you must deal with in order to be empowered with your gifts right it's almost easier to have the empathy without being an empathic person <laughs> you know it's like like that that is definitely more challenging it, yeah, it might be easier, I think, but I would not trade being simply empathic with being an empath for anything. Oh, yeah. I like the depth. <laughs> I like the challenge. I like to go really deep, and, you know, being an empath lets you do that. It does. It, it, it allows you to have um, extended levels of consciousness. Yes, right? Which that's true. Which allows you to work with your clients on such a deep level where you're able to see where they are, see where they could be, see their history, you know, I can I can see you sitting with your clients and how profound the experience is for you. That is so true. I just got finished teaching a workshop for healthcare 
empathic healthcare practitioners in New York City, and it's so gratifying to see these healthcare practitioners come into their own with their intuition and empathy. Wow. And I give two workshops a year. I give one at Multiversity 1440 in the Santa Cruz Mountains in March for healthcare practitioners and healers because I feel very strongly about training people, people I, in healthcare, so that they could know how to work this and be with this in a comfortable way when they're treating patients. I think that's brilliant. Because, yeah. you know, we don't want these people to burn out. They're so no. necessary, especially if they're enjoying their work, because it's different if they don't, then they need to go figure out something else. And sometimes empathic people are really drawn to, you know, jobs that can be very hard or overwhelming, caring for others. There's this natural pull to them. But if they have a lot of joy in it and they can figure out how to detach or connect to themselves or all the beautiful things that you're teaching them, that could be extremely empowering. And then they become these incredible assets in the world of healing. Yeah, that's, It really is. And then we could have more empaths out there in the healthcare force. Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. That's, thank you so much for doing that. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, I so, love doing it. And, you know, of course I give workshops for everybody. You do, yes. Twice a year I give, you know, specifically for healers and healthcare practitioners. So you can check that out on my website, drjudithorloff.com. Beautiful, beautiful. So I have um, kind of an idea, but I would love to know your impression about it as well, is that I think that empathic people are extremely old souls and they've had so many lifetimes which is, you know, how we learn compassion is through having multiple experiences and multiple lifetimes. And that's why they so easily can relate to another person's suffering or it can feel like it's happening to them, even though they're not having the experience, that sponge perspective that you described. W- would you say that that there's some validity to that perception? I, I think there's a, a portion of empaths who are. I think they could be divided up into different types of people. Um, some are old souls. Um, some empaths become empaths, you know, as a result of not having the nurturing that they deserve in this mm. life. And they're traumatized mm. or raised by alcoholic or narcissistic mm. parents that were never learned to self-soothe. So they feel like a wire without insulation. Mm. And that- they don't grow up with the same kind of arms around you. I love you, honey. Everything's going to be all right. Really, you know, mm. attitude. And so they you th- have that. You think that... You think those traumatic early childhood experiences awaken their empathic nature? I do, or exacerbate it, because if you're sensitive already and you're not getting that intense love and nurturing, it can hurt to oh, be yeah. open to the world. Oh, yeah. And plus, if you're in a chaotic home or a noisy home or narcissistic, alcoholic parents, it exacerbates it. Wow. Wow. Okay, so I, I love these perceptions, I think they're so valuable that that there's multiple ways to get to this interesting experience when you're in a physical reality where there's so much contraction going on along with expansion, but there's contraction that's very alive and visible here on the physical realm. Yeah, very, very much so. And you know, some babies are born with a temperament of being an empath. Mm-hmm. They're just come out really sensitive, whereas others are you know, they look like they're ready to conquer the world on the material <laughs> realm. Right. They're just ready to, you know, do it here. And others are more ethereal and reaching out with their hands into the air. And that's more of the empath baby. Right. They, they kind of think it's still heaven. 
and then the, oh, what this isn't heaven you know or or a, a different time space reality where it's not so contractual like it here is on earth so when before we went live you were talking about how you know challenging it is right now for many empaths um because the world is a little challenging as well in multiple ways not just it's normal challenging ways but now we have extra layers of conflict, if you will, or potential conflict, emotional conflict, you know, um, that's happening around the world? I think the challenge uh, level is up for empaths, and so many empaths that I meet on my book tour are exhausted, Mm. and they try to do the right thing. They want to help. It just seems like so much to do, Mm -hmm. and it seems overwhelming, and they watch the news too much. Right. And they're inundated with the antics of narcissists, basically. We have, you know, narcissists are on parade in our world (laughs) stage. And this is our lesson, one of our lessons, because empaths, you know, in the book I write sections on how not to be attracted to a narcissist, how to break up with a narcissist, how to uh, identify a narcissist, because they're a form of energy vampire Right. Or on Halloween, so it's appropriate. Um, <laughs> who can suck you, you know, suck you dry in the most insidious of ways. Right. And you can see every empath, you know, who's attracted to the charm of a narcissist, you know, look what's happening. Look at all those charming people right. know, on the superficial, on the world stage. It's almost seductive, you know, their behavior. Very seductive, mm-hmm. but then... You know, you say, well, can you take responsibility for this? No, it's their fault. Right. You know, and that's the MO of a narcissist. So, you know, it'll help us to identify them. And all empaths, stay alert. You know, you could read in Thriving as an Empath the signs that you've met a narcissist. Right. And try to avoid them if you can, especially in the romantic area. Right. So is this something that empaths are kind of susceptible to? Yes. Okay, because, I, I mean, yeah, I mean... I was married for 20 years to a narcissist, which I would have never said on the air before, but now my kids are aware. So now I can talk about it. You know, like I, I That's want so good. It's more, it's yeah. more public knowledge. Now people are right. feeling more comfortable about talking about it. And I think that's just lovely just to have that recognize recognizing that if there is this more susceptibility for empathic people to be manipulated and seduced, whether that's just emotional seduction, you know, by people who are narcissistic, um, I think that's a really, really important concept that that could save time and energy and decades of of time for uh, empathic people to have a stronger awareness of what could be a plight in their life, a difficult situation. Yes, yes, and that's why a theme in thriving as an empath is that it's not your job to fix anybody. Right. You know, to really and not to overhelp. Right. There's a section on overhelping. How do you know when you're giving versus overhelping or codependent giving? Right, exactly. That's a vital distinction to make because, you know, what my empath patients do with narcissists is say, oh, I can I can heal this person with my love. And uh, you really can't no. because they have empathy deficient disorder. And so they're neurologically not made the same way you are. The full-blown narcissists, not right. the ones just with traits. But right. But both are complicated, you know, whether it's traits or full-blown, you know, true diagnosis. They're both complicated and difficult places to maneuver for an empath. You don't want to even go there, in my my estimation. I agree. But if you do, and people do, or you have family members, or you have coworkers, 
that's why I wrote about it, to give practical tips. This book, this new book, is a self-care strategy per day. I love it. To practice if you're an empath. I love it. And it's short. That's all you do. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because people are writing me saying, well, but I want to read the whole book all at once. I don't want to read just one, one a day. And I and I say, that's fine. Just do whatever you want. It's your book. You know, read it however you like. But it's kind of nice to really take the time. And I think empathic people, they want to hurry up, learn stuff, be effective, be helpful. Yeah. But it's really okay to just take the time and to to digest information and see how you feel about it for a day. You know, Absolutely. we're just talking about a day. Not a month or, or a week or whatnot. With not. And, and as you know, as a healer, is people heal themselves, you know, that, that we get to facilitate that and provide opportunities. But people really heal themselves. Absolutely. And that's why my intention with Thriving as an Empath was to offer one self-care practice a day for empaths. Love it. So they can kind of stay with that all day. You don't do too much, but you orient your, your day towards this self-care technique, whether it be taking alone time, whether it be setting clear boundaries, whether it be forest bathing, going out into the forest and feeling the energy of the forest. That is remarkable. I mean, that is such a powerful way, especially for empathetic people to get recharged, just to be with nature. It is. And in Seattle, you have the trees. I know, and you're going to be here on November 14th, 7 to 8.30, having your book launch, party, celebration, and talk, and book signing at East West Bookshop um, here in Seattle. So, yeah, we, we are going to be so thrilled to have you talking to the, you'll start talking to the trees before you land, because it won't be a long flight. Of which is course I will. Fun for you. And, of course, you have the water next to you that you'll also see when you're here in Seattle, but, you know, where you are, you get to go out by the water and put your toes in it regularly if you want to. Yes. At <laughs> earthing, another self-care technique for empath. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a very important, um, very important aspect. So what is some of, what would, what is your favorite, do you have a favorite day here in, in your book or a few favorites that, um, in the most recent book that you wrote? Um, I like, um, you are not too sensitive. <laughs> so everybody knows. Every you know, so many empaths have been shamed. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been told as I was. You know, you're too sensitive. You need to get a thicker skin. You're not strong enough. You need to fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're weird. You know, all those things that we were told that shame you mm-hmm. as children. And so this section is to meditate at least one day on. I am not too sensitive. I am a beautiful, empathic, caring person, and I want to develop my gifts. I am not going to squash them. I am not going to pretend to be someone I'm not. I'm going to be my most beautiful, empath self. And then at the bottom of each self-care technique, there's a set your intention. My intention Mm -hmm. is to embrace my empathic abilities and love myself as a sensitive person. Ah. Because sensitivity is actually wonderful and amazing, and to be an individual is what we all truly want to experience wherever we exist in the cosmos. It's an awareness of energy, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of other people don't have, people who are stuck in their mind. Yes, empaths speak the language of energy, which is the invisible forces around us, the energy, the chi, the shakti, um, the energy that penetrates the body and goes beyond the body, 
empaths can feel that. And so as an empath, you have to get used to picturing your energy field. And there's a, a lot of selections in the book about sensing energy and how to sense and how to protect your energy through shielding and other mechanisms. But you have to start looking at yourself as an energy field, as an energy body, not just flesh and blood, that you have a subtle energy body in you as well. And so it's such a beautiful thing. It's the light around the body. And other people who are non-empaths, it's harder for them to sense this. Mm-hmm. They're more in the, you know, especially the intellectual types that I write about, they're in their minds. Everything is how to fix it. A plus B equals C. Let's analyze this. Let's dissect it. But none of it is let's feel the energy around me. Yeah, let's be present, right? Let's let's be fully present right here now and expand yeah, our aura. Yeah, fully present in our minds <laughs> and in our energy bodies. Yeah. Empaths speak the language of energy. So as you go through thriving as an empath, you can read about particular aspects of your energy to meditate on and care for. As you have to be the one that tends to your energy field. Right. That is you know, it's like a garden. I, that is so beautifully well said. I mean, I just love what you said about, you know, the empaths speak through energy. And, and I'll, also, I love that you um, reflect about how we can treat our energy like a garden. Because it really is a garden, which means you do have to care about who you hang out with. You do have to care about where you put your garden. Because if That's it's not right. getting enough sun or enough rain, everything in your garden is going to die. So you have to be mindful of who's in your life. And, um, and, and be very conscious about it. And when things change and it's not bringing light to your garden, move your garden. <laughs> you know, like, move it. That's right. It's, we all have these beautiful gardens of energy, and that's why it needs lots of water, lots of sun, lots of rest. And we're the ones responsible for tending to it. And so it's yourself. It's, you're giving it this to yourself. So it's self-care. Right. It's, it, I think sometimes empathic people... And I think this is a good place to to end in, but they need to get comfortable with it. They feel selfish when they're tending yeah. their garden, and I I think that should be your goal: is that if you feel selfish, you're on the right track. Absolutely, but you need to see yourself as this gorgeous garden which you are. <laughs> right. And I hope that is communicated through thriving as an empath. I also have an online course that can help that and different how-tos with being an empath to protect yourself. But most of all, you need to acknowledge the garden, even though it's invisible, it's there. It's an energetic garden, and it's like the Garden of Eden, but you have to tend to it, and it's all around you, and don't let anyone ever tell you it isn't. That is just gorgeous. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I'm Oh, it's been my pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Orloff, and Thank you so much for coming to Seattle. You'll be here on the 14th of November, and it's between 7 and 8.30 at eastwestbookshop.com. You can register and sign up for the classes and find out more information. Then go to drjudithorloff.com for more information about your online courses and books and everything else that you're offering. All right. Well, thank you. Have a gorgeous day in Venice, California. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too, and happy Halloween to Dr. Orloff and all of our guests. We're going to take... A Halloween commercial break here, yep. Let's right? Let's give out the number, though, too, 877-825-8828. We have some number uh, lines available, so let's get them in, 877-825-8828.
We'll be right back with more for Marie. She'd never been on a flight. She'd never been in a limousine. And now she's living the life. Communicating with our loved ones living on the other side is a normal process that we were all meant to do. The other side vibrates on a high energetic vibration, as do all the beings, including your spirit guides living on the other side. Join Marie for a two-day workshop, November 9th and 10th, as you learn the necessary tools to increase your energetic vibration, allowing you to hear, see, and feel those living in the spirit world. Go to energyintuitive.com for more information about the workshop. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who worked 12 hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone. Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals, but I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Hi, this is Marie Manucheri, and I'm excited to teach a new online course this November, November 13th and 20th, between 7 and 8.30 p.m., Fear, the Last Frontier. It's amazing how the human population on Earth is terrified, worried, scared about everything, and that fear, this very limited vibration, paralyzes us from expanding into our wonderfulness, our amazingness, our magnificence that we all deserve and strive for. During this two-part course, I will explain the true origins of fear and its limitations here for all of us in human form and how to work with fear-driven ego to authentically empower ourselves beyond perceived restrictions. I'm so looking forward to you joining me this November while we fully embrace and manifest all that we truly desire. For more information, go to energyintuitive.com. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. This is the best night of my life. And I wish this Welcome back to the Marie Manutary Show. We're live here in Seattle on Halloween. Yes. I had to take off my witch hat because I can't put my headphones on. Which you looked adorable, by the way, folks. Thank if you, you. watch the video for the first half of the show, and it will be posted later. Oh, that's so Marie cute. And her beautiful. And where do they post it? Uh, on YouTube. On YouTube? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Great. just look up your name and 
Oh, and it's there right it there, huh? Oh. In the next uh, day or so, she's oh, like when wow. they get around to loading okay. it too. Yeah, so all right, so exciting. Yep. So, so for this uh, next half of the hour is going to be the Marie Manutier show for open lines. Yes, uh, we're taking people's yep. calls mm-hmm. on Halloween, which the reason why it's one of my <clears> favorite. <throat> I love all the holidays, quite frankly, but this is probably my favorite holiday because the veil thins. The veil, which looks like a placenta for me, it's an energy, you know, um, beautiful. Mm-hmm kind of protective mechanism, if you will, so that beings who aren't very conscious on earth don't get too much intuitive information, but beings who are want to become more conscious, the veil thins for them. But on Mm -hmm. Halloween, it's thin for everybody. Let's see if we can do it. I spun the camera all the way around so people can see what I brought in for the Halloween. That is the coolest thing ever. The claw machine that you see. The claw machine at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. right? So Benny, every year they do a Halloween costume. Yeah, it's massive. It, it's a it's a competition here uh-huh. at the radio station. It's pretty fierce. It, yeah, it's pretty fierce. How many people do you think uh, bring? Well, employed by like a hundred. Oh my so gosh, that's a lot. A you won last year. I've won the last two years. Ah! Oh, that's amazing. Going for my three-peat. He's going for his three-peat. Uh-huh. I love it. And what do you guys win? Uh, a little cash, a little wow. surprises, you know, type thing, you know. So sweet. exciting. Get to buy more Halloween candy. Yeah. Except for you don't buy Halloween candy No, we anymore. just discussed that at the break. I usually yeah. just go somewhere else with the boys. I know. And like, everyone can just knock on my door. I'm not sure what I'm, <laughs> excuse me, going to yep. do because Camilla mm-hmm. is going to be wearing, well, you know, we don't You'll know. She's two. She might get scared. She already says, I'm scared Halloween Aww. decorations. I go, who at two says Halloween decorations? I don't really know. So good but, safe places are like the malls and stuff like yeah, that? Like some, right. they actually have really made it scaled to yeah. uh, an appropriate level her, for the Her mommy group. and daddy might be taking her to the mall this That's afternoon. That's fine, yeah. yeah. We'll see what and happens. During the daylight, so it's not yeah. as scary. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll see what happens. Totally. All right, so 877-825-8828 for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And uh, appreciative so much to the first for three callers, waiting. Mandy, Amy, and Angela. Yeah, yes. thank you so much for waiting, waiting while so we talked to mm-hmm. Judah. It was so, lovely. Yeah. Uh, Mandy from Edmonds will start things off. Hi, Mandy. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Of course, Mandy. What can I do for you? Well, I have a bothersome sleep pattern. Oh, what is I, it? I... Um, I can't seem to stay awake past 6 p.m., uh-huh. and this has been going on for quite a long time. Uh-huh. And so I go to bed at 6 p.m., and then one of two things happens. Either I sleep for about 12 hours, uh-huh. or I sleep course, that for about part, three hours, the 12 and hours I'm up all is, night. The 12 hours kind of sounds nice, actually. <laughs> I love <laughs> to sleep for 12 hours if I could. Or you wake up in three hours. So you've gotten into kind of a... A sort of unique way of describing insomnia, you know, where you're not in a good sleep schedule. Probably your adrenal glands are off, your cortisol levels are off. This is probably what's happening because your your biorhythms are off. You're not in that beautiful, restful sleep state that you need to be in to sleep when the lights are off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you take herbs or vitamins? I already know the answer. Uh, no. Yes. Why is that? I mean, I don't, I personally think... That because of today's, you know, our food doesn't stay in the ground as long as it should be. A lot of our food even is transported across the world, honestly. So our food doesn't have the nutrients that it used to have. And you need to take supplements. So I think it would be great if you went to go see a naturopath, a naturopathic physician, and that you um, have your levels checked, your cortisol and all of those things. And then they can put you on beautiful things for your adrenal glands and beautiful herbs and Get you back on track. 
Okay, that sounds good. Okay, and if you want to, you can write in. Um, Lisa's at a Halloween party for one of her darling children this morning, so she's not answering the phones. Benny's been busy running around. But if you can just write into energyintuitive.com, we can send you um, a referral of a naturopath that we think would be great. But there's many of them, especially in the Seattle area, because we're home to Bastyr University. And, uh, right. Right, so there's a lot of wonderful practitioners here. Great. I will do that. Thank you okay, so you're much. You're welcome. And and don't, you know, you don't take, you don't have great self-care um, technique, in my opinion. So don't let this slip up. Follow through. Okay? Okay. I will follow through. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Thanks, Mandy, so much for joining us in, on the show today. 877-825-8828 is the number. Now we'll take Amy calling in from California. Hi, Amy. Hello. Amy. Can you hear me? Hi, yes. yes. Hi, Amy. Are you hiding in the bathroom at work or something? Well, no, I'm right. There's a construction zone. Oh, you're next, you're next to a construction zone? Is, oh. that, is that what you said? Okay. Did you dress up like a construction worker, too, and just join on in? Because I would have. It's a good day for it. For now? Yeah, we got you now. Uh-huh. We got you now, yes, yes. What can so I do? This is a great show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We love the show. We all have so much fun on it, and we're so grateful that we'll, people will take time out from their busy day and give us a call. So, well, I, what I can, can hear. So what can I do for you? Well, hey, I'm wanting to move out of my past career mm-hmm. and lose some fancy free and really move into my passion, which I think you may already know. I love food. And oh. I and I love, like, lately it's been vegan or vegetarian food where I was getting into bone broths and all that. And now I just, like, I just feel guilty. I, I have bone broth in my refrigerator, and I, I, I don't want to throw it away, but I've got to give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. But really grateful for this because I realized how much it's helping me move into my new passion and becoming, like, a vegan health coach or a, a food coach. I think that sounds fantastic. I, I think yeah. that sounds wonderful. Yeah, but I need to, what is in the way of me leaving the past behind? I feel guilt, I feel shame, right. and fear. Right. So yeah. so those are all feelings that are actually coming from your mind. They're not authentic feelings. Guilt is not a real emotion. That's a mind-made emotion. There's no reason for you to feel shame about that. That's also a mind-made emotion. And fear always, 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 always is a mind-made emotion. In fact, the acronym for fear in the spiritual realm it's false evidence appearing real. So you have this tendency to be in your brain. Probably your, your work is you know prefers your brain than your emotional body. And so you're trying to make decisions and move forward through thinking. And that is not the way to do it. You want to be inspired, just like how you got inspired by cooking and food. And now you figured out what you want to do. But then now you're trying to make the steps through your mind. You can't do that. You have to take some quiet space, Rest in nature and let the universe inspire you about your next steps. Like maybe taking a coaching class if you want to so you can learn some techniques. Um, Maybe take on a few clients that you work with for free or at a very low rate so you can practice. There's so many things that you could be doing right now. Even making a beautiful business card. That could be super fun and creative. But you want to do things that are inspiring you. Don't try to let your mind figure it out because the answers that have to do with our passion and our life force don't come from overthinking, analyzing, and processing. They come from 
um, the quiet, still moments when you least expect it. That's when um, we're inspired. Okay. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. So here's the technique that I recommend. I do this all day long. And you can choose a different part of your body below the waist. But I like to rest in my abdomen away from my mind and away from my heart chakra because I am an empathic person, um, just like uh, we were talking with Dr. Orloff. So I can easily feel others, and I get paid to feel others, actually. So in order to feel my own emotions, I have to get out of my head, out of my heart, rest in my being, rest in my own being, and wait, patiently wait for me to have uh, the awareness of what I might be feeling so that I can move forward uh, independently and successfully in my own life. So that's what you need to start doing, in my opinion. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And keep us posted. I want to hear about your new career as it unfolds. Okay, I will. And I love your show. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, Amy. Thank oh, you for calling thanks in. Thanks so much, Amy. Yeah, appreciate it. 877-825-8828 is the number, and we'll just keep on running. And uh, we've got now Angela calling in from the L.A. area. Hi, Angela. Ooh, Hi. How are you doing with the fires? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I feel fine. Um, I do smell a little something that smells like firewood, but that's the... Oh, that's so work. nice. I'm so happy for you. I'm so sorry for everyone who's going through these difficult, you know, horrific yeah. situations again, you know, yeah. like this is just no fun, but I'm really glad you're safe and sound. Are you, are you dressing up for Halloween? Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> but my spirit is. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. What is your spirit um, dressing up as? Uh, a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a really good mood, huh? You're like in a good space. You feel content. Yeah. You're happy right now in your life. Yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what can I do for you? Oh, okay, so I called a few weeks ago. I, I wanted to give feedback and ask a question. Yeah, yeah. No, we love feedback. You know, because oh, cool. I, I do this. It is fun for me, but I want it to be helpful. You know, so I like feedback to make sure that we're you know, that I'm on the right track here. So, okay, go ahead. Your feedback. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, your your advice is super helpful. So I called <laughs> about my ankle. Oh. I thought, yeah, there was a clicking sound, and you said there's nothing wrong with my ankle. Mm-hmm. And even my higher consciousness said there's nothing wrong with my ankle. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, my feedback is, yeah, there is nothing wrong with my ankle, <laughs> and the clicking sound went away. Yay! So. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Um, did you do what I'm assume I, you know, recommended is let the universe help you because ankles are about not, they're about doing everything yourself, not letting people help you or the universe or, you know, like it's so yeah. important to let other I people did. help us. Good. Yeah. I just went out dancing oh. and I, I was like, Hey, it's not injured. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you went and had fun. That's yeah. very exciting. But I want you to work on so that this doesn't happen again. I want you to work uh-huh. on letting the universe help you. So maybe start your morning with, okay, universe, you can help me in every way possible today. Uh-huh. You know, just like, <laughs> just really invite in the the energies of the divine and let them inspire you and care for you and love you and cherish you. And it sounds like you did. You got inspired to go dancing and you were fine. Great. Okay. So what's your question? Okay, my question is, I met this guy recently, and then he went on a long trip to his home country, Uh and then I saw him last week. I mean, I like him, but it seems like it might be better just to be friends with him at the time. I think he might be depressed or missing his home country, 
since sure. returning to the U.S. Um, I just, and this is going to sound mean, but I loved the title of the book and the movie. He's just not that into you. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I think. And, and I agree with you. You know, it could be potential depression. I feel like he's kind of into himself or oh. kind of, um, and I mean no disrespect to him, but I, I don't, I just don't think he's giving you what you need to have a healthy, successful relationship. And in the, okay. be- in the beginning, you're supposed to be like, you know, really into each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I just don't feel that from him. And you deserve that because that's the type of person you are. You are someone who celebrates others and values them tremendously. And um, I just don't think he's that into you. Okay. Yeah, I want a clarity because talking to you <laughs> saves me time. Um, <laughs> I am talking, like I'm talking to a lot of people on the, yeah. <laughs> oh, right online. Now, yeah, but, sure. Potential dating um, people. Yeah. And there's this other person I... I feel like I'm meeting increasingly cooler people. Good. Like, That's always a good sign. <laughs> always so a good sign. This is the person I'm talking to. I just connected with even more recently, um, Zedekus, who I'm hitting it off pretty well with him as friends at the very least. Good. So that, yeah, like the energetically, it's just a more dynamic conversation. Yeah, that's what you want. More- you want to have more fun. And make sure you're checking in with yourself, asking yourself, Am I happy? Am I enjoying this? Did I like that kiss or hand-holding or whatever might be around the corner with this friendship? Check in with yourself. And because that's okay. your guidance system about, yeah, th- this is great. Or, eh, not so great. Okay? I love that. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day in L.A. Yeah, you too. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Angela, for joining us. 877-825-8828 is the number. Random thing. Yeah. A fly just came in here. Oh, really? Okay. Of the 15 years I've been in this building, never I've seen never seen one in this room before. Wow. I have no idea how he got in here. I'm <laughs> yeah, very curious. This is a soundproof room. Yeah. I mean, how and many the doors door is of this just, entire floor? It's really hard to open the door to this, yeah. both doors where we do some independent recording. Yeah. But yeah, the doors are so heavy. It's kind of a workout. Kind of caught actually. my attention. Sorry, I was like, Yeah. This. Okay. Well, I don't know. It could be a Halloween thing, too. Maybe it's yeah, like one of our try- employees dressed up as a fly. <laughs> Okay, if that's true, yeah, he's, he's like, winning. Oh, yeah, hands he's, down. He's winning the, the costume party. Just don't swat that employee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, do we have to take a break? Uh, I don't, can we just No, let's through? go, let's yeah, it. okay. Right, motoring on through. Uh, Susan from Delaware. Hi, Susan. Hello there. Hi, Susan, how are you? Um, well, how are you? I am lovely. Thank you for asking. What can I do for you? Thank you for taking my call. Of course. I was originally going to ask about my overall energy. Yeah, um, this is why I do not read the teleprompter. (laughs) You know, even though Benny and Lisa are very sweet and type in exactly what, you know, the caller requests and check their spelling. They're very sweet because, you know, I'm really not a big spell check person, but that's very kind of them. But yeah, I don't read it because this is what people do. They change their mind about the question by the time they get on the air. Okay, so what's your new question? My new question, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to ask about what you see in my marriage for the future. Hmm. That's the one that well, always First of all, it's, a, it's an interesting marriage. You know, it's, yes. it's an interesting mm-hmm. marriage because you're both very intelligent people. So I don't know what you guys do for work or if both of you work, but you're both intelligent. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, really smart people. So when you're really smart people, there's a depth to the relationship, right? You, you know, And you're both kind and caring people, 
from what I can see. So there's a lot of depth that's going on in this marriage, which is actually something that you desire in partnership. Myself as well. I get so bored. I can't tell you how many times I'm on a date and I'm like, you know, like <laughs> I'm bored out of my mind, you know. Um, and I feel sorry for my dates, but yeah, I, I need a lot. I need a lot to keep my interest. Otherwise, I could just go home and have tons of fun, you know, walking the dog or painting or whatnot. So, so that part, I think, is stunning and lovely and interesting in, in your marriage. I'm not really feeling a lot of the passion. Is that true? That's very true. Yeah. As so, of the last, I don't know, since we had kids. <laughs> and so that was a little while ago. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So a long time. So you guys need to sit down and talk about, is there a way we can, is, is there passion left for us? You know, because passion, I think, is a good sign if you both want passion, which you do for sure. I'm not sure he does. I don't really know for sure. He's really complicated, by the way. He's a complicated guy. Yes, he is. So, but I know you want passion. You're craving it. You want it in your marriage. You want it in your life. You know, you want it. So I think the two of you need to sit down and talk about, can we, you know, resuscitate that back in our life or create a new way of passionately connecting to each other that's fulfilling for both of you? Or do you need to move on? Because I think this is a deal breaker for you. And, um, and I think you need to honor that. We live too long. I think it was a lot different when we died at 65. Seriously. I remember this one time, one of my neighbors who was in, somewhere in his 60s, he came, he retired from his job and he died like a couple years later. So you don't even have time to reassess things or create a new life or get a new partner or whatever. Um, but today you do. The average lifespan based on the American, the, um, American Medical Association for a woman who reached the age of 55, and prior to that she was not diagnosed with cancer, diabetes, or cardiac disease, her lifespan is 105. So we live a decent amount of time, and, and you have this desire for passion, so that's a sign that that's what you need in your life. If you can't get it from your spouse, I think it's time to move on. That's my, my read on your marriage. I, yeah, I think he he definitely wants it also, but he gets hung up on the kids. So if something happens with the kids what that do you he mean? doesn't like, like then it, the passion is shut down. Oh. And that's a daily thing. Oh, okay. It's well, like it, it interferes. Well, you know, he is complicated, right? This is a complicated yeah. person, and he needs to go figure that out. This is not your problem. He needs to go figure that out. So you need to be clear, like, I want passion. I, I'm okay with whatever's going on in the household. If you're not, you need to go figure this out because I want passion. You've got, I'm going to give you a couple months to take some action on this. Otherwise, I may think about having, and you, you don't have to do this, but I may think about mm-hmm. having some passion outside of our marriage. Because <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> you want, I know you want passion and you deserve it. So desires are really important. It's one of the reasons why we reincarnate onto the physical realm. And marriage licenses are not ordained by God unless they are full of love and they're fulfilling and it's what a person wants to experience. Marriage certificates are man-made. And I think that people in relationships need to have honest conversations with their loved ones. I think that's a very important about their true desires, their true wants, exactly what they want in their life. I think that's extremely important. So, um, Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for asking such a brave question. I really appreciate it. And your energy looks great, by the way. 
Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Have a lovely Have a day. day in Delaware. Yeah, thanks very much, Susan, for joining the show. 877-825-8828. We have about 10 minutes left. <gasps> 10 uh, minutes. I know. We're getting quick, 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 quick. Okay. Uh, through these. Uh, Diane from Seattle. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the show, and happy Halloween. Thank you, and the same to you, and thank you for taking my call. Of course, Diane. What can I do for you? Oh, I have a dear friend that has been diagnosed with ALS. I'm so sorry, by the way. I really am. Oh, it's just it's just heartbreaking. It is. So I I use my intuition and mm-hmm. it just feels like she really doesn't have it. What do you Oh, really? Yes. And so I wanted you to to think about it and uh-huh. let me know what you think. Uh she has a big team of doctors in Seattle Hospital right. that talk to her every 6 months or so. Has she had symptoms? Uh, yes, but it's a cross between MS yeah. and ALS, yeah. and they don't, it's not exactly cut and dry, it's ALS. Mm-hmm. And when, but, when was she diagnosed? Um, probably three years ago. Yeah, so it is rare for ALS to last more than a year. Most people, once they're diagnosed, they go to the ground or wherever they go, right, within right. about 12 months. And you're right. Autoimmune disorders like ALS and MS, unless, I mean, they're hard to diagnose. They're they're diagnosed through a series of, you know, it's not this, it's not this, it's, oh, yes, this is it. So you have to hit certain triggers for them to be diagnosed. So I hope she has MS. But here's the deal when I look at her energy. She doesn't want to live. Did you know that? No, I hadn't asked that question because... um, because that isn't something about her that I would have thought. Right. And in some, she may not know that inside she's feeling she doesn't want to live. But I, this is where I want the conversation to start. If you feel comfortable kind of counseling her on this. Because I know you love her very much. You love her like a sister. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, she's very precious to you. So I, I think it would be lovely to have a conversation about, well, do you want to live? And, and letting her, I mean, her immediate answer might be, of course I do. You know, that might be her immediate answer. But... Real feelings, especially she's an empathic person, a lot of empaths have no idea what they're feeling. And then if they don't know what they're feeling, they can't really change their situations because energy moves in the emotional body. I mean, the mind certainly can dictate the flow and the vibration of energy, but real energy moves in the emotional body. And it doesn't mean that if indeed she's feeling that she doesn't want to live, it doesn't mean that she is going to die, you know, from ALS or whatnot, but it means that she, this is something that could help her to live longer, even if she has something like MS, because MS can be a very debilitating disease as well, and can even, li- you know, lead to, to death. So this is the conversation I want you to have with her and encourage her to take her time on the question that this, that this is a complicated question for her because she is the complicated person herself. You know, she's very smart. Complicated. Yes, she is very smart. So, Do you think that she changed her mind after? No. Oh. No, oh. No. I think that I, I I don't think her mind has changed on this, and I don't think she's conscious because now she's invited me into her energy because I always wait till I'm invited, right? Uh-huh. Um, so so she is she's not conscious of this. This is a great conversation for you guys to have because regardless if you if you have the conversation or not, she's dealing with life or death decisions right now, right? Yes, she is. So let's have a conversation about it. Okay. Okay? Okay. Thank you can you do very it. Much for your insight. Marie. You can Thanks. do it. You're welcome. You can do it.
Thank you very, very much. Okay, have have great luck on this. Yeah, right. Thanks, Diane. Appreciate it. And we'll take uh, Lynette now calling in from the Spanaway area. Hi, oh. Lynette. Hello. Hi, Lynette. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I am lovely. What can I do for you? I have been having a chronic pain situation for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. I didn't really realize what was going on at first. Our sound started being... Um, since I started being sensitive to sounds and I didn't know what it was and I finally had to, you know, quit just about everything and I've been I've been trying to get well and mm-hmm. I need help. <laughs> so have I you, was hoping you might be able to help me. Have you been to a doctor? Yes. I've okay. gotten gotten tons of tests. I'm going to a yeah, naturopath. Nothing's right helpful. Now. Right. Nothing's been helpful. Yes. But but I'm glad you're going to the naturopath. I think that's very lovely. So okay. what's your family situation like? Who do you live with? Or do you live with people? <laughs> I live with my sister. Okay. And how long have you lived with her? Um, A little over, well, over a year. I sold my house and I moved in here when I had it painted. And Mm -hmm. the situation just kind of went from bad to worse. So you're staying there. Figure it out. Okay. So this started before you cohabitated with your sister? Yes. Okay. But is she a little challenging? Um, yeah, she can be. She doesn't talk very much, and so yeah. you don't know what she's thinking, and yeah. so uh, you try. Mm-hmm. I try to figure it out, but mm-hmm. lots of times she won't let me in. Mm-hmm. So part of part of living with her actually isn't in your best interest, just so you know. You know, but but we're but because you're in this unique situation, we're not going to say pack your bags and move out right now. But just so you know, it's not in your best interest. Maybe if you could just stay in your own lane and not be so worried about what you think she might be thinking, since she's not a great communicator in her way. Anyway, could you please just not try to figure it out? Because that's a waste of your energy. Okay, sounds good to me. I'm ready. Great. Tell me what to quit doing. I'm ready to quit doing okay. lots of things. Well, you ha- <laughs> So here's what I think. I okay. think what brought all of this on, was it the last kind of four-ish years, maybe four years approximately, that this started for you? Yes. Yeah. I think partially it's been the political environment. I think you're extremely sensitive and you've absorbed, but you've allowed yourself to absorb the challenges that the world is facing right now on kind of a political platform. Do you watch the news? I try not to. Yeah, you're not, I try very hard not yeah. to. So, so here's what I want you to do. And, okay. and, and this, you know, this whole kind of situation can really bother sensitive people. I mean, for a long time, and Benny tried to get me to stop talking about politics. I finally have stopped You've done talking, much yeah. better, by it the way. It was hard for me initially, too, mm-hmm. as well. I was just so disappointed with what was going on in the world, not just in our country, but the world. Um, just because empathic people, which you are, you're a strong empath. That, oh, gosh, we're, he's giving me that I know, that I'm signal. sorry, I got one minute. So here's what I want you to do. You are no longer allowed to worry about other people's circumstances or situations. I only want you to stay in your own body and start to see the beauty in the world. Only focus on that. Stop trying to make things better or feel that you have to or be disappointed with the choices that others are, are making. Stay in your own lane because your auric fields have been really broken apart and they need to come back together. You need to allow your energy to heal. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Those we are have your to marching go. orders. Those yeah. are marching orders. Those are pretty stern. Yep. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Happy Halloween. Yes. Be safe out there. Yes. Don't eat too much candy. And check it first. And check it first. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> bye bye for now.